0: Hello there, and welcome to episode 8 of the All for Rose podcast. We're getting through them now, aren't we? Um, yeah, thanks again for all the appreciation that's come my way. And the last episode had um, probably the fastest growing episode so far, so thank you for that. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what it was about that one that really appealed, but yeah, that's got a lot of love, so thank you. If you haven't listened, uh, yeah, give yourself 15 minutes or so and just, yeah, have a listen and let us know what your thoughts are. Um, yeah, so tonight's episode, I wanted to chat about love and connection and relationships. And yeah, I just thought I would touch on this subject just because Valentine's Day is coming up. And yeah, there's been a lot of things in the media recently and, you know, that have been hateful and creating and divide and sort of trying to get people to be at war with each other in terms of, like, are you on this side, are you that side, and separation between the genders and, you know, preferences about things. And, yeah, I, I know, you know, I'm not kidding myself here, I know how media, media works and things and they want drama and drama sells and to try and try and create that sort of divide and sort of feeling between people is what sells papers and things, isn't it? And what creates the, the clicking on the social media and whatnot. And, you know, I know that is the case. However, these things can go in our subconscious, and and they can affect us, and, you know, it's like I said on the last episode, your thoughts cause your words, which cause your actions, which cause your habits, which cause your personality, essentially, which ultimately causes your destiny, so it is a slippery slope to get into if you are surrounded by, or, or even just picking up slight sort of hints of negativity, and divide, and segregation in in society, Um, you know, I would consider my social media feed to be quite healthy, you know, the amount of people I follow in terms of mindfulness and Lake District things, and you know, I've picked up on it as well, because even some of the people I follow now, like, they're getting a lot of negativity, and you know, you look at the recent things to do with Joe Rogan, and you know, Jordan Peterson, and you know, forgive me if you don't know them people, but people tend to react on a 30-second video of something that's then taken out of context and suddenly people are getting cancelled and there's a lot of hate being put there and I guess, you know, I would just urge people to slow down and sort of look beneath the surface and see what's really going on, rather than just making a judgement and sort of running with something before you even know the full story. And I know that social media is very snippets and memes and 30 second videos and a lot of people haven't got attention spans to really look below the surface anymore so they make these judgments and you know they lash out and form opinions and and it's sad really isn't it because people's lives are are affected and people losing careers and people get like dismissed and a lot of people who are who i've had people say to me oh i hate jordan peterson he's an absolute you know this or that and and then they sit and watch a podcast of him and they see the, the nuances and the depth of his conversation and they realise he actually speaks a lot of sense, you know. Um, so I think that goes for a lot of things in society. A lot of people just make these judgments, Um, you know, and I wanted to kind of link into that really, like how we all kind of operate, you know. We're in our cars and we're going to work or whatever and somebody jumps out in front of us, you know, in a car, you know, pull out in front of us. They're immediately a complete arsehole, aren't they? Immediately. But whereas when we do that to somebody else, it's because we had to do it. You know, it's the one time we had to do it because we're in a rush. You know, we always judge people negatively, but we judge ourselves positively. And that's a confirmation bias that is is—it's quite important to realise. Whereas I think that instead of choosing to see things through a negative or a hateful lens, you know, that person's a complete arsehole right away, that person could have been rushing out because he's got to go and see his son in hospital. And even if that's not true, doesn't that sit better with yourself? You know, isn't it better to see things through a loving lens than a negative lens? Just feel that for one minute and think that. Think of how many judgments that arise within us and how many of them are probably not even true, you know? Um, And like I say, think of what you feel like when you feel negativity and you feel hate and you feel judgement. Think of how your body feels. It feels closed off, it feels tense and tight. Think of how it feels when you're open and loving and accepting. You feel loose, you feel relaxed, you feel open. So even if you just look at it in terms of what the benefit is going to have to your body, it is better to see things through loving eyes than negative, hateful eyes. I promise you, Um, and it's something that I've been practicing over the years, and it's massively helped me. Um, So any situation that comes along that has potential for me to judge, I just see it with love. You know what I think? What would love do? And even if your impulsive ego wants to be like, oh, get revenge, you know, get one up or hate. Just think of that for one moment and think, no, like, love is always the answer. And, you know, I don't want to be hippie-ish about this because I think love can be thrown out of context as well, can't it? Like, the word love, for example, you know, people love everything nowadays, don't they? Like, they don't just like a bag of crisps, they love a bag of crisps. You know, they don't just love the Netflix show, they absolutely love it, and they don't just like a Netflix show, they love it. So, I think love should be a sacred word, and it should be something that is, you know, given a lot of respect, and it shouldn't be just flippantly throughout there, um, in these hyperbolic ways, um, but yeah, anyway, I want to touch on a few things about love and connection and things tonight, so I want to start with a poem, and just to express a few of my thoughts. Love isn't a card for a moon pig, a gucci belt or a platinum ring. It's something intangible inside us and it makes the soul and the heart sing. We can love our friends and family and be in love with a soulmate. but there's also something much deeper and that kind doesn't segregate. It's a love for all including yourself and it comes with no fear or judgment on wealth. A limitless love empty of conditions or desire And we can start it through choice, and then it will spread like a wildfire. It can be used to heal and to end all war. And once we feel it, we'll stop searching for more. So yeah, I guess what I wanted to see tonight is, you know, love is always the answer. (laughs) End of episode. No, but, like, I believe that a lot of people in society are operating through ego, and they're operating through these, you know, it's all about me, and, Bigger myself up and being narcissistical almost and selfish and and I think that that is sort of a trait that's kind of beamed into society and things and it's all about progression. You know, if you look at these politicians or you look at these you know people in high up positions, like they're easy to hate, aren't they? They're easy to hate because you know they they maybe like get one over people or show these narcissistical traits or do things that on the surface look bad really and look terrible and and they're easy for us to look at and think oh what an absolute complete asshole, or what a complete this or what a complete that but what i would see is everyone in life is fighting a battle that we know nothing about no matter who it is right whether it's the you know the so-called the baddest person on the planet or you know whoever else we're all fighting a battle that nobody knows nothing about And people only do things from the level of consciousness that they're acting in at that time. So if you were that person, you would have done the same thing too, right? So let that sit with you for one moment. If you were that person that that we are judging and we are seeing behaving in a certain way, you know, I don't want to be descriptive or, you know, exact point fingers on anyone. But if you were that person doing what they've done, you would have done it exactly the same way, because you would have been operating on that consciousness as well, based on your upbringing that they've had, based on all your influences growing up in childhood and school and relationships, you would have done exactly the same thing, so you can't say you wouldn't have done the same too, because you would have had that upbringing as well, you know, it's like just the judgments we have, like, you know, taking a slight segue here, people who we want to have a life like, like Elon Musk or David Beckham, we look at these things on the surface and think, "Oh, I would love to be Elon Musk with his flying in space and his flash cars." Look at his life on a whole, right? Would you really take that, um, you know, that social recluseness that he's had growing up, or you know, maybe his inability to connect with a relationship because of all the sacrifices he's made, or you know, David Beckham? Would you really want to miss all of those family occasions because of the sacrifices with football? Would you really want to get mobbed every time you go to the shop? Like, we make these snap judgments on people that we crave to be like or people that we judge because we think they're bad people without looking below the surface and thinking, what is really going on? Like, like that person that seems to be hurting lots of people, maybe he's hurting more than anyone, and he just wants, you know, deep down, he just wants to be loved. Um, or even if he's not aware of it, on the, on the surface... You know, I dare say deep down it's because he can't feel connection and you know, a lot of these people who are narcissistic and things, it's just they're doing what they feel is necessary to feel some kind of love, even if it's a selfish thing. Um you know, and I'm not for one minute authorising anything or saying everything things like this are right to do or anything like that. I'm just saying that sometimes a little understanding, a little compassion and a little bit of love is the best answer, even if it's just for us to sit with it and digest it better, um, you know, rather than thinking of revenge or hate or, you know, because it, it's like that saying, like, hurt people hurt people, so if people are hurt, deep down, they only know how to hurt hurt, hurt others, um, so that's why I think, like, love is always the answer, you know, I know that could be on a bumper sticker somewhere or it's a little bit hippie as I say, It is always the answer, because if you can sit there and just think, right, it's easy to judge this person or seek revenge or criticise them or type a strongly worded email or whatever you want to do, it's easy to do that, but hate is something that only we feel. The other person doesn't feel it, only we feel it, and revenge and and things like that and resentment, it's stuff that we carry, You know, we're carrying that burden emotionally, so it's best to just let it go. And be like, no, you know, yeah, the person's done wrong, I'm not authorising that, I'm not saying he's right to do what he's done, but I'm going to be open to it, and just, I'm just going to forgive, and let go, and choose to see it through loving eyes, and the thing is, if you do see everything through love, or think what would love do in this situation, so if you're in a dilemma, and you think, right, okay, what should I do, should I lash, like, snap back and give him what he's, you know, what he's given me, or whatever, or could be, like, an end of a relationship or an argument with a colleague or family member. Like, an eye for an eye would just make everyone blind, wouldn't it? Um, So, yeah, I just think that if we think of it that way and just think, what would love do? We can pause and just think, right, okay, instead of reacting like that, I'm just going to think, what would the loving approach be in this situation? And I just think we can get a lot better, you know, a lot more... um, a lot better handle on things and, and sort of don't feel the hate. Because there's too much hate out there through the media, which we know we talked on earlier, but media obviously needs hate because they need the drama and they need the money to sell everything, but there's there's a lot of hate out there so just try and counteract that with love. Um yeah. I'm just gonna glance at my notes. Yeah, so By us showing love instead of hate and sort of negativity, I believe we've all got a light within us and that light is our moral duty to shine on other people. So we're almost like leading by example. So, yeah, we know there's a lot of hate out there, but if we just express our our love and our acceptance and our understanding and compassion, other people might see that and think, oh, you know, there is another way. You know, I can be like that. I don't have to be bitter. I don't have to be cold or vindictive and, and hate the world because ultimately, whatever I put out there, I'm just going to get back. If all you think is the, the world is negative, you're going to get that because you're going to get the confirmation bias. You're going to see all the negativity and you're going to feel the world as a bitter place. Whereas if you be loving and accepting and understanding, you'll get that back. And the people around you who are bitter, you know, love them even more because they probably deserve it more. And that might be the guidance that they need, so they can change too, you know um yeah, so try let 's try and be aware of our judgments that we get you know the the snap sort of decisions that we that come up that arise within us and just think that 's just our ego um you know we wouldn't really want to hurt anyone once we realize that what we do to another we ultimately do to ourselves and everyone is fighting a battle that we don't know nothing about you know the resting bitch face that we see in the street could be the most loving of souls when we get to know her you know the angry dad you know he could just be a child that wasn't loved and he hasn't gotten his needs met and you know the person who's lashing out with somebody it could be just be the worst day they've ever had you know they've just heard the bad news that the sun's ill or whatever it could you know it could be anything like that and instead of us thinking oh look at that complete asshole over there doing that we don't know anything about what they've just experienced you know we don't at all and you know there was an interesting thing i can't remember what it was on it was on some kind of podcast and it was saying like a lad had, had went up to somebody in town and started to have a conversation with a girl or something and he introduced himself and the girl just immediately blanked him and just walked away and, you know, I know that looks shitty, it looks so awful, and, and you'd think, right, well, there's no excuse for that. You know, the guy went over and he's tried to have a chat with her. But the guy actually responded and he was just like, look, at the end of the day, I could just curse her and be like, oh, what a complete bitch. But I don't know what she's just been through. She's maybe just come here as, as part of an after, you know, an after thing of a funeral or something. You don't, you don't know what a person's just been through like half an hour before you encountered them. You really don't. So they might just not have the capacity in them to smile and sort of be nice about it. They just might not have that in that moment. So it's it's always better to see things in a favorable way. Always. Um so yeah, um I'm hammering this point home now, so I do apologise. I'm I'm I am guilty of this and I just kinda get on a on a roll and I keep on going with it. Um But yeah on some level everyone is just a child that didn't have their needs met and let's try and understand that you know we've all got a child inside us that just craves love and that is literally all they need Um, but yeah I just wanted to kind of sort of take this episode into more of connection and relationships now just because you know I feel as though that's kind of another healthy way to get into it So, I think relationships are the backbone of our society and you'll notice that if your relationship at home isn't going well, then you carry that into your workplace. If your relationships in the workplace aren't going well, you carry that into your home life. You know, If there's some kind of friction or hurt in the family, you carry that with you and it affects you. So, I think it's important that we focus on our relationships and we give them the you know the the work they need because they do like you know we all work on our bodies and our habits and you know our finances and things and focusing on progressing with our goals and, and stuff like that but what work are we doing on our relationships you know i would ask that like what work are we doing on our relationships what you know are we making time for rituals for fun for play for conversation games for getting to know each other really well uh, family, sort of games, like things like that. Like, you know, I'm not saying people aren't doing that, but you know, it's a thought. You know, it's a thought that like, relationships are so, so important, they need to be fed exactly the same way that your bank balance is being fed, exactly the same way that your fuel for your body is being fed. And, you know, understanding relationships. There's a book called Connection, and it talks about communication and how we communicate with people. And there's a concept called over-the-net communication. So, so interesting this, and you know we're all guilty of it. Um, and everyone I've told has been like nodding and just being, yeah, yeah, that's, that's me. So within a conversation, whether it's to your partner or family member or whoever, we've got three realities. We've got our intention behind what we're going to say. We've got our behavior with how it comes across. And then how they receive it on the receiving end. So we can only ever know two of those. We can only ever know the intention of the behaviour. We don't know how they receive it, and they can only know how they receive it and how our behaviour. They can never know our intention. So, think of a situation, right, where you're having a word, you're having a conversation with your partner, <clears throat> and they're behaving in a way, and you say to them, "You're not listening." That sentence there is what they call over the net, right? You're stepping over the net there, and that you can't say that. It's a reality that you know nothing about. If you say to somebody, you're not listening, they're immediately going to get their back up and be like, oh, what do you mean? How do you know I'm not listening? Because they could be listening. You know, they might not look like they're listening. They may be doing something, whatever, and they may look like they're not listening. But they could still be listening, For so we cannot say, you're not listening, because it's going to get their back up and this conversation's going to go downhill. So what we can see is instead... Because the importance of language is so important, you know, in terms of how we frame things, because that's, you know, affects how they receive it. We can say, I don't feel heard, right? So I don't feel heard here, and that person's going to receive it in a much better way than you going, You're not listening. And just these little subtle things about understanding this concept of over the net communication, like stay on your side of the net, say what you feel. I don't feel heard here not you're not listening it's like there was another one which is another good example to hammer this point home you know this was a situation at work where the guy had turned up late right guy had turned up late and he come into a meeting and the manager had said you don't care about this job how can they cannot say that that is stepping over the net you cannot say you don't care about this job just because they were late they might not you know the manager could have said well, I feel as though you aren't taking this seriously by you turn up late. That is a much more healthy way to phrase something rather than you don't care about this job. She's stepping over the net there and it's going to get the back up. The conversation's going to go downhill. So yeah, these little tricks of the trade in terms of understanding communication and how you phrase things are so, so important. And you can see how both of persons' intentions were probably the same, but how they come across was just so, so different. And that's how like, people get the back up and, and sort of, you know, you're not going to go anywhere, are you, after that? After somebody said something like that to you, you're just going to, you know, it's going to go downhill. Um, So, yeah, we're so lucky to have our relationships. A lot of people, you know, they're not in relationships and they would give anything in the world to find a true connection and sort of have what you've got. So let's treat it as a sacred thing. Let's create sort of practices we can do together, whether it's going to you know, going to a club together, or learning things, learning activities together, learning a new language, um, these things like that are going to keep us present, and keep things playful, and, and the novelty, because that's where I think a lot of, you know, stillness comes in relationships, there's not enough novelty, and people get bored, and they're sort of start looking elsewhere, and they just see things of like, oh, well, I go to work, and I come home, and I sit here, and I watch telly, and people become like passing ships and things, and it needn't be like that, you know. We we see our relationships as something that we feed and and we sort of create practices and things, and we can see it as something that we enjoy and, and we we focusing on it and creating that novelty. Um, and I just think it's an important thing. I really do, because um, as I say, I think relationships are the backbone of our society, and you know everything in life that we ultimately are doing. I think that we you know when we want the good bodies and we want the good balances in our banks and we want you know, the good hobbies and things, it's ultimately so that we are better people to relate to, isn't it, really, it's not so you can just sit at home, and just like, look in the mirror and have a good body, or, you know, don't get us wrong, there's a bit of that in it, like, it's all about self-worth and how you feel as well, but ultimately, surely everything comes down to connection, and how we relate to others, and the relationships we have with people, um, but yeah, no, I just wanted to touch on that, um, I think I've pretty much covered it all. So, I think what I will do is, to finish um, on tonight's discussion, I think I'll have a little bit of a chat, um, a little poem that a guy called In Q had wrote. Um, And it really sort of made me feel something when I read it. So, here it goes. Keep loving through your sadness. Keep loving through your fear. Keep loving through your anger, keep loving through your tears, keep loving through your failure and keep loving through your success. Keep loving through anxiety and keep loving through distress. Keep loving through rejection and keep loving through mistrust. Keep loving through jealousy and keep loving through your lust. Keep loving through your movement and keep loving through your breath. Keep loving until loving is the only thing that's left. Thank you for listening.